Miss. That was my, that was my voice. Good. Is that good? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. 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 All right. Here we are. Here we are. Um, yeah. Uh, recording's all good. Everything's all in order. So let's let's get into it. So. Uh, welcome to MPP, Mr. Perfect Podcast. I am joined today, this is episode two, um, I'm joined today by Samuel, or Sam Favarcha. Hello. Um, and yeah, no, let's, let's get on to it. So, um, how's your, how's your day? How's your day been going? Uh, my day's been good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I slept through my first two lessons accidentally. But... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not great. <laughs> no, but the rest of that's been all right. Okay, cool. Good, good. So, um, just kind of kicking off, really, I just wanted to talk, um, you know, man to man, uh, boy to boy, uh, chess, chess player to chess player. Um, how, because obviously I, I know, but for people listening that don't know, um, Sam here is uh, very, very, very good at chess. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'll just just uh, ask you a few questions. Um, so, uh, how how did you get into playing chess? Um, well, my granddad has been playing like his whole life, and when I was really young, mm. um, he taught me um, how to play, and yeah. I just enjoyed it, and I carried on playing from I think I was about six ish. Okay, yeah, but yeah. Cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no. I uh, I don't know. I must have... I think I was talking to Hayden. I must have got into chess. It must have been like... I think, yeah, I was kind of the same. I've been playing chess all my life, but really I wasn't like that fascinated really about it. I wasn't fussed, but um, once I got into like... Um, I don't know. It must have been really sixth form that kicked it off for me. Like I really got into it, and I think I think I don't know. I, I guess that's the same for you in some form, mm. um, definitely. But yeah, um, it was um, over the first lockdown that I just started to play more online. Yeah, and then I just got really into it and improved quite a bit. Mm, yeah, yeah. So you you play on chess dot com, same as me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was I was having a what do you well what do you think of the other platforms because there's Chess Forty Four as well so what do you think of that? Um, I have nothing like I think they're all quite good. Obviously, mm. um, they all do the same thing really. It's just I think that Chess dot com has a lot more to offer with like all the puzzles, the lessons, and like all the top players are on it as well. So like um, yeah yeah like I said to you, I joined a competition. Mm. And I got matched about uh, against the grandmaster in the final round, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is insane. Uh... Yeah, like. So um, yeah, I think it just it has quite a lot of um, better features than some of the other websites. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, that's fine enough. So how 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 much do you play chess on a daily basis? Because normally you're either doing, you're doing schoolwork, talking to me or, or the others, the lads, or you're you're playing chess. Yeah, um, I play quite a lot. Um, yeah, I do play every day. Mm. Um, probably at least an hour. Um, 
and yeah, I do a fair amount of puzzles as well because like it's just like repetition yeah. and stuff. Um, but yeah, I play quite a bit um, every day. Okay. So just, so just enjoy it. All right. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so we just talked about uh, how much uh, you're playing chess. Um, so, oh, that was the thing. So you you've been uh, doing competitions or tournaments, yeah. uh, as you you call it. So, how many on? I don't know. How many do you think you've done? Um, what online? Yeah. Um, probably in the tens, like not a huge amount. Um, okay, but I've done a fair amount. Um, mm. And all in quite a short space as well. I mean, yeah, I don't, like, it's not, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, just not very frequently, but, like, whenever yeah, I feel okay. like it, I'm just like, oh, there's a competition, I'll join that. So so whenever you want. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, because I've, I've, done, I've done a couple of you. I've done... Hmm. What have we done together? We've done Blitz together, which is it was two minutes. Two minutes chess? Uh, yeah, I think we did yeah. a um, five minute as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, um, but yeah, and, and you did. You seem to do pretty well with them. So where where did you score in most of them? Um, in my most recent one, mm. I think I came eighth out of... How many? Five seventy-two, I think. That's pretty good. Um, I think it was five seventy-two. I, mean, I forgot. Um, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Roughly that many. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. So there's there's obviously different styles of uh, chess, mm. and um, I, I've, I've always been really interested in this because obviously um, we all play different uh, styles of chess. Uh, we have our strengths. We have our weaknesses. Um, I mean, my strength against you most of the time would be probably blitz or something, which would be two minutes. Um, whereas you would completely dominate a match that is rapid for 30 minutes. Um, but I don't know what, what is your preference? What is your favorite style of uh, chess? Well, I like playing the quick games. It just like, mm. I don't know. I just prefer to play. Like just two minute rounds, it just gets your mind working a bit more. Mm, um, yeah, okay. But like, I do really enjoy like you know the classical games where you have like a, quite a while to think of it because you just like yeah. you you play better and you get to like serve the board more and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, hundred percent. And then what you kind of warm up using the puzzles? Uh, yeah, I'd say so because like it gets your mind in the um the right like f- just puts you in the right frame of mind to play. Yeah, the right headspace. Yeah, because you're just mm-hmm. used like you just go straight from trying to see the best moves in a puzzle to trying to see the best moves in a game. So, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, you're right. And I think uh, something that is, I know you're very good at, and um, I'm l- learning definitely, but not great, um, is looking almost all of the time for a checkmate. Yeah, because obviously that that is the end goal of the whole game is to get a checkmate, you know, that is the reason why you're playing. Um, and I think a lot of people that are amateurs uh, go, 
go in head first and take uh, as many pieces out as possible, which, yeah, that's fine. You can do. Um, and it definitely increases your chance of winning. Uh, but also at the same time, it's, it's less efficient than taking pieces out for a specific purpose, yeah. you know, um, uh, which is what I've started learning to do now properly, which is uh, taking pieces out to then follow it up with uh, five or six other moves in front um, in order to get some form of check, checkmate, or uh, be um, in a better position. Yeah, mm, yeah definitely. Um, and uh, obviously I've been... Uh, reading and studying uh, chess as a form of that, but I know you have as well. Um, and uh, earlier we were playing chess. You you recommended me a book. I think it was openings, or was it was it uh, strategy? Uh, it was tactics uh, for the different uh, yeah, pieces. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what 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 are you reading at the moment? Um, so I've just finished a tactics book, um, mm. which basically goes through it goes through skewers pins um forks and um yeah something else i've forgotten what it is to be honest yeah yeah um, so that they're, they're all they're all uh uh what's the word uh they're all phrases or or, or words that you use in chess. yeah yeah like um okay. all it does is it goes through like how like what you would be using in a game really like the best mm-hmm. moves you could make. Um, yeah. How to use the pieces properly, things like that, and uh, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just so the the most away, most efficient. Way. Yeah. It just like opens your eyes a lot more to like the board. Things like mm, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. That's that's good. Um. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Um. Do you think you will go anywhere with taiko- uh, not taekwondo? Chess. Um. I hope I do. I hope that I just like continue to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely not looking as at it as like a career or anything because obviously no, you have to be yeah. insane at that. Yeah, no, yeah. It's like, start playing chess at like the age of seven yeah. <laughs> to get any form of like that. But yeah, no, I think I, it was interesting because obviously me and you want to go do some form of live tournament. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and do that, and I think that that'll be awesome. Mm. I think I re- I'd really want to do that as well. Um, but I think both of us have the same goal in that we eventually at some point in our lives want to be a grandmaster mm. <laughs> everybody who plays that, it does it, though don't they it's just exactly be, yeah will work for it yeah whether that ever happens or not we don't know but it it's yeah it's a real it's a real dream mm. um but yeah no um anyway uh another thing i always talk about uh talk to you about which i'm pretty impressed is pretty cool which i just got muddled up with just a second ago which is your taekwondo yeah so you are the second mm-hmm. best in the whole of england yeah for um third cup no fourth cup and, and under Okay, so do you want to explain that? Um, so pretty much out of the under six, no, under 17s for um, mm. anyone that doesn't have red or black on their belt, I'm just number two. Um, that's that's it, really. I don't really know how else to explain it. Oh, that is awesome. So, so how did you get into doing... It's, it's martial arts, yeah. taekwondo. 
Yeah. So how did you get into doing? Um. Well, I uh, I joined through um, Master Wolf's Academy, which is at Hartsdown. Um. Mm. And yeah, I just joined because I've I've always wanted to like do a, a kind of fighting sport, but I never really had the opportunity to. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's quite, you know, decent. Mm, I enjoy yeah, doing yeah. it. So yeah. Oh, nice. So, you, how long have you been doing it for? Um, I must have started around 2017, so around three years or so. Yeah, because yeah, I remember when we were in St. George's, I remember when you must have started. Yeah, it was just as you joined the school. Yeah, just, yeah. Which is, yeah, it was impressive. I mean, you got this far. It's awesome. Um, so, so compared to other people doing the sports, and from from my perspective of doing a sport as well, um, starting at, what, it must have been seven, eight years ago now, but uh, like uh, how how many years? Two thousand seven. So what? Almost four yeah. years. You've almost been doing it. So that's that's a fair amount of time. Yeah, it's coming up on four years. I think I joined in a uh, in the February of twenty seventeen. So yeah. yeah. So do you how how good do you think you are at um, taekwondo? Do you do you think you've got much to learn? Like, yeah, or? definitely. I've got a lot to learn um, mm. because. It's not like, you know, I'm the second best in the country, full stop. I'm not. Like, it's just where I am at the moment, I'm doing quite well. And I need to, you know, continue to improve to get there eventually if I want to. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So how how did, so obviously I'm assuming how you got into it was you you just kind of always aspired to do some form of um, uh, fighting uh, sport. I just, yeah, um, okay. I've always wanted to do it and I mm. found Taekwondo and I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, my coaches just pushed me to work harder and I ended up here. So that's awesome. So what, uh, what inspired you to take Taekwondo and not any, any others or was it just coincidence? Um, yeah, I just think it was right place, right time to be honest, because mm. I was getting to the point where I was looking for something and um, I actually came up on Facebook. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah, they wow, uh, yeah. they sent out a Facebook ad saying they were looking for more members because mm. they'd just like expanded or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're just looking for more members. And um, so, yeah, I joined um, and mm. I loved it. So I stuck with it. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. So the other thing I wanted to ask you, because obviously uh, you uh, were talking about uh, you are second in the country for the under-17s, which is awesome. Uh, But there was some form of regulations with that, uh, including you can't be a black belt Mm. or something. So can you you explain that? Um, Yeah, so just to keep it fair, really, they keep... um... They keep like they split the grades up into like three different sections, um, and obviously they keep it apart from ages, um, mm. because in in taekwondo, like the way to get your belts, you just it's it's more time than anything else because you need to you need to learn yeah. a lot, um, mm. as well as being good. 
to pass your like gradings and um so they just keep black belts together with i think as far down to red belts and then um anything from like there to green they keep together and then everyone else is in one group okay so uh do you mind explaining because I, I even i don't know i know i know what the colors of the belts are but i don't know them in specific order because yeah. it's kind of different for a lot of things so what um so i think there's one two three four five there's six different colors um but there's like mm. tagged colors between them um so okay. it goes white yellow green blue red black and yeah the black has like eight different variants i think no nine nine different variants mm. and there's a tag between each um belt um so you kind of like step up gradually yeah oh, okay that's interesting so do you know why why they're that different color or... um no i just think it's that they're all the colors are quite different and yeah. So it's easily like you can easily see which belt somebody is. I think that's it. To be honest, oh, I I don't know. To be honest, mm. like, I don't know. That's yeah, interesting. So you, I remember a while ago I came to your house and I remember seeing your huge book, but I found completely unnecessary. Uh, but obviously I don't take it to taekwondo. But it's it's all about kind of uh, all of the techniques and how you. I suppose you'd improve um, your taekwondo and your your peace and your martial arts and self control and things like that. And what what exactly contained is uh, inside? Well, a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess that. Well, to start off, there's everything you need to know to become a black belt. Really, that's okay. and like to split that down, it's everything. Like all of the patterns you need to know, all of the mm. the language because you have to learn some Korean. Um, okay, is it is it useful no. Korean? <laughs> <laughs> so so you couldn't go to Korea and start talking. No, nah, just like me, it would just be a Korean person coming to England, started saying front kick, side kick, just out <laughs> of nowhere. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, pretty pretty useless yeah. on that. Point, um, then. it's just mainly for um communication in tournaments so that you can like you know kind of talk to people there but it's a it's the universal mm. language because that's where taekwondo was originally um created yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's fair enough so what else is in there because i knew you've got stances and there's some other stuff in there so what do you use those for um well the stances everything like in the patterns you just they do it as like muscle memory so that when you're fighting, you're meant to implement it in. Um, but yeah, so, but the science is like strictly, I'm usually used for, uh, the patterns. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So it's interesting because obviously for, um, fencing, you've got to do, uh, French, yeah. you learn, you don't learn a lot, but you you learn you learn enough to if you're if you're uh, refing or being a referee if you want to say it long. But um, uh, if if you go to see a professional match, that they will speak 
the French terms, they will say everything, mostly everything yeah. in French. Um, and it's, that is just the custom. Um, so referees at um, competitions and things like that, how... What is a referee like at a, a taekwondo match? So, so explain to me the whole uh, the whole rundown of when you get to a competition to what happens. And, and um, so, so when you first get to the competition, it's um, mm. it, it's obviously quite packed with a lot of like people there, um, a lot yeah. of people participating, and a lot of spectators too. Um, yeah. But yeah, the uh, like you said, like referees in Taekwondo also use Korean to um, communicate with the fighters. Um, okay. But yeah, they. Um, it's just like a normal referee, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they have to make sure that you don't hurt each other too much, obviously, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Mm, mm. So explain. Because uh, I've never, I've never got to see a, a taekwondo uh, match. Um, at some point, I would love to, I love, love to go, um, especially see you because that'd be quite amusing. Because I remember, you, I remember, I, I can't remember which which one it was you were explaining, but you uh, sent the photo of you with your broken <laughs> nose. That was my <laughs> first one. Yeah, that was your first one, and you got kicked. No, I, I won the fight, was, but was... I just got kicked really oh, badly in the, the face. And it just broke my oh, nose, right. and it was horrible. My eyes, like it, it Ouch. genuinely looked like I'd been crying for two days straight. It was horrible. <laughs> oh dear, that's not great. Um, so explain to me the rules and and how you'd fight. Well, it's um, it's a tough question. It's pretty much just if you hit them, then you get a point. Mm. Um. With okay. a hand or a foot. Um, but if you kick them in the head, then that's two. And things like that. It's just like you can get bonus points almost for uh, being more flashy, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. All right, okay. So the real karate <laughs> kids are coming out and, yeah. and winning. Nice, nice. Let's see how it is. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. So is it... How How do you win a taekwondo match? Is it certain rounds and then how many points yeah so or... normally it's uh two or three rounds of fighting and whoever mm. gathers the most points collectively wins oh okay so you've got i'm guessing uh a table of judges that are watching the fight yeah or... yeah so um normally they're like in a smaller competition with less referees mm. they have um three per fight and all three are standing and they basically just Mm. like triangulate around the fighters the entire time and every time they Mm. see a shot they put their hand up in favor for whoever hit it um because they have a red ribbon and a blue ribbon and each fighter is given one um so they just put up Mm. the hand with that ribbon in and if the main referee sees it then he stops the fight um and gives the point but in the um bigger competitions it's there's no stopping or anything it's more um so there's four referees in each corner um who are sat down Mm. and you just fight and have a three minute round and 
they just stop you after the three minutes and it's whoever has the most hits on each other by then um, for all three, ref- all four referees. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, okay. That's, that's really, that's interesting, but it's also kind of alien to me because uh, in Taekwondo, you'd use kind of what, four, four people and another ref yeah. to control the match and visually look. Whereas uh, with fencing, everything pretty much is electronic you've got a box you have wires and the thing that is making a point is the pulse um of uh electric going through the whole thing and then the light flashes or two lights flashes or an off target which is if you hit the wrong part of the body or hit the floor um or if you're really skilled hit somebody else um uh so uh and, and then someone that can determine that which we only have run well, one ref which will be looking at the two people because it's it's not um you're you're not moving in a three-dimensional pattern you, it's just yeah. forward or back basically um and it is very quick it, no doubt but it's a lot easier to see what is going yeah. on because of that um and um Granted, sometimes it can be quite difficult, but I think I think it's easier to see um, as well as you've got the support of the um, electronics, um, and it's 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 so basic it's easy to understand, but it's not basic enough yeah. to go wrong, you know, um, because uh, the only thing that it really is is it's it's just um, creating a, a loop or, or a circuit. Um, which I think is very good. It's uh, great. And especially go to uh, Olympic matches and things like that. Um, it becomes even more interesting now where they've got, uh, they're not attached by a wire um, anymore. They've got it uh, pretty much in their back pocket. as uh, a little uh, remote control yeah. thing. Um, I, I think, I think it's really cool, but uh, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. So, um, in Taekwondo fights, or, or what would you call it? Well, yeah, just a fight. Yeah, just a fight. Um, what? How? How are you placed against somebody else? Are you placed in the same belt or same age? Or um, a bit of both. Generally, well, yeah, it's both. Um, but there can be a gap mm. between belts. Um, obviously, uh, they they don't just stick people mm. with the same belts. Um. It's like I think there are about three belts per, um, like group, um, and then obviously split yeah. to age as well. Uh, so yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, nice. So that's yeah, that's very interesting that they they do that. So obviously, because of that, you can go, or you can fight against people that are probably slightly less experienced yeah. than you are. And that'll be kind of what I assume would be an easier yeah. fight. Although on the other side, you'll be against more people that have yeah. a little more or a lot more experience and yeah. get your ass handed to you. Um, yeah, no, I could, I can imagine that. Um, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Nice. So, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, which I know we're both extremely interested in, because you. You take um, physics and chemistry uh, for A level, and you all love technology as much as I do. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about 
Elon Musk's Neuralink and what you um, what do you think of it? I think yeah, I think it's a good thing ultimately. Um I don't mm. think you can really argue that much against it. Um other than the fact that you're kind of like dehumanizing them almost. Yeah, no, you're right. I never really thought of that. I mean, you're in a way you're taking you're taking something apart um from from a human and, and you're replacing it with almost a fully yeah. functioning computer right your brain isn't classed as a human brain yeah. anymore so to say because it doesn't have it doesn't have the human uh capacity anymore it now has an unlimited capacity that you yeah. could put in it you know you've got your brain and then you've got the yeah. whole internet right next to it in the same skull um which i think is crazy and uh, no obviously there's a there's a lot of benefits for it uh, as well i mean what they he says uh, they were using it for uh, treating people with paralysis yeah and things i like saw that. that um i'm not i'm not quite sure how would that work unless it's brain paralysis um yeah no it was it was interesting i, I think he was talking about how it would uh, start to uh, retransfer neurons and, and neuron signals to other parts of the brains or, or, or it would um, replace itself for the bits that yeah. it's missing yeah I have no idea how it works if Elon, if Elon Musk says no. the world, I don't believe him yeah <laughs> um, yeah no yeah fair enough um, I, mean, I think there's another, another interesting thing about it is um, he was talking how long it's going to take to produce it, and I remember the first time that he was bringing it up. Uh, it must have been the, the first time I probably heard about it was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and you know he was talking about um, how he how he was doing this incredible thing and, and and what it was capable of. And then Joe Rogan was obviously saying, "Oh, that's great! So, what do you think you'll be here in the next fifty years?" And he looks at him and goes, "No, yeah. 10. And we were like, oh, that's insane. But um, he, no, he's come out with um, a further notice, basically saying he's like, mm, actually, uh, as advancements go and the increasing rate of technology and how it's being um, uh, made and, and just improved, he said it could be out in less than three to four years, yeah. which I think is insane. But um, I mean, it's, it's I mean, now he's the richest yeah. man in the world now he's just ta he's taken over jeff bezos with a 500 and something percent increase on um his uh tesla stock which yeah, was I mean, insane got, what was it 150 um, billion in a year <laughs> yeah no yeah it's ridiculous yeah like last year he had he had yeah last year he had near something about 20 to 30 billion and now he's up by yeah. 188 billion which I think is mind-boggling. Um, I, I don't know. I couldn't even imagine what you could do with that money. But I, I was I was uh, reading a thing. This guy calculated that uh, for this was for Jeff Bezos when he was um, billion, uh, the richest man in the world. He was saying that uh, the equivalent of Jeff Bezos spending one pound um, is the same, uh, or, or 
the equivalence of one person spending one pound is the same as Jeff Bezos uh, spending yeah. 77 grand <laughs> in that ratio. I was like, Ridiculous, oh my yeah. God, that is insane. It is, yeah, that is... A stupid amount of money, really. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It gets to the point when when you have that much money, do, do, you, do you think you just kind of... Oh, it obviously doesn't become no. of an importance to you at that point. It, it, there, there, there are different things, different motives for it, and especially like um, growing a business and, and becoming something better than what you are. Um, I think uh, whether that is good or bad, of course, is um, it's another questionable thing. But uh, no, I think it's really interesting. But um, back back to the Neuralink, I was. I was interested, uh, and I was I was contemplating and thinking about this, um, and it would definitely change the way we perceive yeah. technology because we we would be a part of that technology. You know, um, it's not. Uh, I mean, we we've always been connected with technology in one way or the other. I mean, uh, uh, the generation now, as well as people ahead of us or, and some other uh, like 20 or 30 years um, above us as well in age yeah. we're all attached to our phones it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. leave our hands half of the time um, you know you, you, you've got a question you ask Siri, you ask Google uh, what is this, what is that um, and then uh, you don't know a song or you want to listen to something, you put it on your phone or you put it on your uh, laptop, or your PC, or, 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 or um, your computer, or, or anything like this, you know, um, or, or even your watch. Yeah. Now, um, everything is here. And it was like the thing with Google Smart Glasses and things like that. It was like everything is connected around you. You know, it's supposed to fit in with your life, and it, it, of course, it, it is. Otherwise, why would you use it? It would just be it would be pointless yeah. and it would be out of your way to use that um but i i think it would be really interesting if we do have neuro links and and that would possibly if it is or if it isn't we don't know uh become accessible to the public in mm. the near future um whether we will be needing uh phones watches laptops uh yeah as much yeah definitely because yeah. it's all going to be in our brain, you know? Um, you're not going to need to ask um, a form of AI. You aren't going to type uh, and need to look at something because you're possibly yeah. just going to have to think about it, um, and which I think is... I, I, uh, I do think that's, insane. like, part of uh, the problem that people bring up, really, isn't it? Because, like, we're going through our A levels mm. at the moment, and well, if we had if we had this in like next yeah. year when we're taking our exams, well, we just ace everything. Like, mm. it's just yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's just like overpowered, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was talking, I was talking to one of our friends um, earlier about it, uh, which I thought was really interesting, uh, and she brought it up, and she was saying that. Um, what what does that leave the education system if we have exactly a computer for a brain? There's no need for education. What what does that um, and it just almost no because I think I think education yeah. would change. 
I, I, I don't think it would go away because there's fundamental things yeah. that you need to have. I mean, you need to have social skills. It just teaches you know, the work, to work ethic as well, doesn't it? School. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and yeah. it's set of structure as well. and It, it helps um, a lot of things. Um, so I think... I think uh, the form of teaching and things will will still be around, but it will be very different um, from what it is today. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I just can't. It is it's truly an amazing thing. But the other thing I was just thinking of now is the fact that um, it, we're going to have a, or we could have a, a computer in our brain. Uh, and therefore there's there's not going to be a reason to have a phone or there's not going to be a reason to have a, a laptop if you're just going to research or, or books at the other hand so what um, as a result is going to happen to uh, companies and organizations that are making phones um, that are making laptops um, and, and other things because they're they're not going to be happy uh, that this uh, this is happening uh, first of all, because they're losing money, um, they're losing um, their aggregate demand, they're losing they're, uh, losing their customers, uh, all of this, and, and their shares and things are going to go down. And as a result of this, I mean, I'd be pretty in always if I if I had um, a phone business that I was making phones and making a, a lot, a lot of money from, and then suddenly this thing comes along which is five times better than a phone because you don't have to carry it around because it is permanently stuck in your brain. Um, and as a result of that, yeah, why, why, why bother? I feel like there, yeah. um, there could still um, be a need uh, for phones and computers, but not like a demand mm. for it. Like people would still want to have yeah. like a phone or a computer because like, you'd want to play a game or you'd um you'd want to be able to like message friends instead of like well you could i think they are they're looking yeah. at messaging but like not calls and stuff um hmm. yeah no he was talking about uh, telepathy yeah. which i thought was insane like sending a message through uh, your brain I mean, imagine it's like... just ridiculous yeah I, I don't know. It is literally, it's just, it's not even perceivable at the moment. It's just so out of any form of yeah. imagination to just be like, wow, how would that even work? Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think that's insane. Um, but I think there would be a one, one kind of need or, or a kind of like a safety net for uh, businesses that do, uh, make uh, laptops and phones and um, other things as well is that um, there no one knows the yeah, security yeah. of having a Neuralink because first of all it doesn't exist yet um, so to say or and it's um, it's never been really tried out yet on the public and you don't know the side effects of it you don't know whether it's going to blow up uh, and you don't know, you don't know if people can hack it. Yeah, and like I it's very, it's very be... risky putting something that like requires electricity, right? It is right in the center of your brain. Yeah, next to your brain. Yeah, well, yeah, in in your brain even. But uh, yeah, so I think that's uh, yeah. slightly an, uh, an interesting thing um, that that loads of people are going to be terrified of. You know. I mean, first of all, you're going to have something in your brain. Well, what if that goes wrong in the first place? Which it probably yeah. it will be very minuscule because you've got you've got robots that are point precision, um, accurate, and um, 
all of those other things uh, that go into account. But um, you, you, you don't know if frequencies are going to damage it. You don't know what effects it could have on giving you headaches, nausea, things like that. Um, and, and people, I think people are going to be scared of it, you know. Um, and not a lot of people, first of all, could possibly afford it because it would probably be quite expensive at the moment. Although Elon Musk is, is known for making things, yeah. quite unquote, somewhat affordable. I'll try um, to at least. Uh, yeah, trying to. Cause, I mean, his he said in um, uh, other interviews and things like that that he is... Uh, the reason why he has become who he is is to yeah. push humanity forward. And uh, with other things that he's been doing, it really does show. Um, uh, so I, I think uh, it, it's a scale, you know. You, you can look on one side and go, yeah, Elon Musk is being seriously genuine. He doesn't want to hurt anybody <laughs> with this. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be expensive and, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting and, and tricky. But then on the other hand, you're like, yeah, well, this is completely new territory where humanity has never been anywhere before. You don't know what could possibly go wrong. Um, and, uh, and how expensive it's going yeah, to be. It's, it's um, literally like living in the, um, and, you know, the episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> it It would be that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, literally, it'd be insane. But uh, anyway, as a result of that, I think uh, people are still going to get phones. Uh, still, people are still going to resort to having yeah. laptops for for quite a while. I think. I think they're going to be a thing. Um, but whether they decrease in the uh, the need, uh, it's most likely. I mean, I I don't see why you would spend more money on having a phone and a laptop if you've got a working computer in your brain. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think it's crazy. But um, I think uh, as another thing um, is that as a result of having a computer in your brain, um, I think uh, jobs on kind of scientific and engineering and all of those things, they're going to rapidly, rapidly um, improve. Um, and, you know, uh, like space shuttles and uh, colonization on different planets. Um, and all, all of these things that once with a human capacity of a brain, we could deem as extremely, extremely difficult. Now that we've got, infinite processing memory infinite yeah. uh brain power and memory and knowledge that has been given to us live through this thing um we're we're going to be able to do that with ease and it's in i don't know what do you think the world is going to be like as a result of that i, if that were to I think happen? it's gonna like start off with a fair amount of damage to be honest like i i think it could mm. damage a lot of our civilization really because it's just everyone would want this new thing because it just makes you so much better but then once everyone has it yeah. it's just the same like it's it'd be the same as not having it like because <laughs> everyone's still the exact same and it's just it's just basically mm. chucking your phone in your head. I just I don't I don't see um yeah. that much of a need for it. 
apart apart from um when he first brought it out yeah. i think what was it he brought it out for dementia and things like that um but now he's just like trying to evolve yeah. it into just a an everyday thing um that you can use like anybody can get mm. and um yeah i just don't think yeah that he should to be honest not in my opinion mm. yeah fair enough um yeah no i think i think it'll be interesting um and uh, another thing i wanted to talk about was um obviously I, I i was i was interested actually about how many people knew this and how many people didn't um and i was surprised to find out that not a lot of people knew that america china and russia um have all kind of partnered together to go uh restart the space projects to go really? right moon. i didn't know about that either yes uh is mine the moon it, yeah no it's mind-boggling that is Mining an awful yeah, idea. Not a lot of people knew that, and it is really interesting. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! But um, it's uh, really, it's yeah, very interesting. I think um, it's it's because uh, I was reading up on it. It's because obviously the natural resources in in Asia and China are, are running out, um, and a lot of the minerals that are in the huge rock in the sky. Um, are gold, diamonds, uh, forms of oil, all of this, uh, all of these rich, rich minerals that are used in yeah, everyday society. Um, as soon as you bring them, jewelry, like to Earth, like when when people find more diamond, the more diamond that there is, the less valuable it becomes. And it's just, I feel like mm, finding yeah, no, exactly. something away from <laughs> the planet. It's just. No, that doesn't. That's that's just stupid, really. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the way that they would have to do it was they'd have in order to maximise the amount of money that they they wanted. Because I mean, by the time that they get to um, uh, mining the moon and, and selling it, you know, I think you're going to be yeah. surpassing the trillions of dollars that they're going to be making. I mean, I mean, it's, it's that it would have gone past that. I mean, uh, it would have been the amount, insane amount of money that they were making, but they would have to proportion the amount of goods that are coming in and the amount of goods that they, they are making um, in order to maximize the amount of profit that they're gaining. And, um, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think that's insane that uh, they could be doing that. But I think two two things will come of it. Um, and I think, obviously, no one knows um, if they will or if this uh, will even all go ahead. And no one knows if we'll be live tomorrow. So um, it's, all, it's all a running guess, really. But um, I, th- I theorise... That um, t- more uh, the the whole idea of countries uh, uh, having charge of the con- uh, of the planet, sorry, will change. I don't think. I think corporations that will be mining the moon will have yeah. the um, uh, the most of effect. You know, um, whether that may be three or four. Um, large large companies i believe it would be 
it, it reminds me of like um, the East India Trading Company. You know how that was huge and, and uh, had its own army and, and had everything, and it was extremely influential um, about a lot of things. I think it's going to be a lot like that um, in that perspective. And um, another thing which I wish and I hope for um, that it will uh, obviously it'll, it'll improve or it will have to improve space travel because obviously you're going from A to B uh, in space. Um, and as a result of that, I think it will improve as well as getting more minerals and uh, more things as well. Um, as well, uh, in addition, you've got the Neuralink uh, that could possibly in a, be in effect at that time as well. Uh, space travel and space exploration and um, creating uh, uh, or, or making human race uh, or the human race, a multi-planet yeah. race. I, th- I think that that yeah, also like, would be possible. It's just you know? it's Elon Musk again, I isn't it? That's what awesome. he's trying to do. He's um, yeah. it? it's 2022. Yeah. I think he was planning on sending people to Mars. Um, on a one-way trip, mm. just yeah, to get ready for civilization. He's trying to. I think, I think their goal is to to plant like and um change the atmosphere. I think that's what their their ultimate goal is to do. But it's been going to be quite difficult on a uh, mm. planet with no observable water <laughs> or anything. Um yeah. It's going to be interesting. There's another there's another one there's a moon. It's uh there's a moon with oh, uh, uh, a Titan I think. Ice, it's Saturn's moon. Yeah, Titan, it's, yes. it's got like yes, a layer yes, yes. of frozen um, methane, I think. And then there's just liquid methane or methanol or something mm. underneath it. Um, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, no, they were, they were oh, thinking about be, that as well. Which they I don't think that would be possible. Um, That's just poss- cold. Very cold. Oh yeah, no, it would be pretty bitter to live on, no doubt. But um, I think I I don't know. I think they were they were thinking of it as a as a last resort possibility, probably. Um, although you never know. Um, but it, yeah, I think uh, it's just insane uh, that we could be possibly living in some form of Star Wars world in yeah. the next a hundred or whatnot years. Um, I, yeah, and I think it's really interesting. Um, and uh, as a result, I suppose, of all of this advancement in technology, medicine uh, and other things like that are also just as increasing um, in research and um, effectiveness, I suppose. Um, and I was reading uh, some statistics. I don't, I don't obviously know how correct it is, but um, they were saying about how uh, the possibility of, of uh, living longer um or, or or living uh or becoming older um is more possible and if you if you look at the past like a hundred years you you'll see that people kind of stayed the same age got got to maybe like a hundred and then and then uh there was this, uh showing the improvement of technology and medicine and then uh of health and it it was it was uh showing that the possibility of people that are in their like their 40s 
could yeah. potentially live up to the age of like 150. Um, and then as a result of that, you, you're thinking, well, uh, the, those are people the age of 40. We're, we're age of, we're 17. You know, so how much of a difference is, is that going to be for us? I mean, because you, you have to calculate, obviously, how old they are, how old we are, what the potential difference between that would be. And then you also, excuse me, have to work out the difference of, which is, could be pretty difficult, if not almost impossible, to work out the percentage of, um, uh, what's the word? Um of incline of technology growing and things like that and you'd, you'd have to work that out and I, I think that would be insane but the only problem with this is uh scientists uh not of yet um haven't been able to find a way of stopping yeah uh, the body from aging you know so um I made I made quite a crude joke uh, a while ago, um, basically saying, "Oh yeah, I'll probably live up to the age of uh, two hundred or I'll off myself," because um, you're if you think about it, you you don't want to be two hundred hypothetically. You want to be one hundred or not? But um, exactly, you're just too old, and your your muscles are deteriorating, and you just can't do anything, you know. And that that is the problem, that it is completely pointless of having a longer life if that longer life means that you're just going to be yeah. sitting in a chair in agony, partly mem- yeah. partly forgetting where the hell you are in the first place, um, and loads of other things. Um, so I think if uh, the the way to fix that would be to find a cure... Of like aging, some sign of regeneration, purity, uh, yeah. yeah, things like that. But I mean, you may as well class yeah. our civilization as immortal at that point. Uh, there's, there's not that far you have to go, and then, and then you're done. To be honest, um, and I think. That obviously can lead to a, a multitude of problems, starting from the amount of food yeah. that we have to overpopulation and uh, inflation of uh, the economies and, the, and and lots of other things as well. But um, I think that that would be the real the real peak yeah. of uh, human evolution, um, alongside adding AI and robotics to our arsenal, you know, cause the, cause there's, uh, there's yeah. only so far the human race can go, um, on its own. Uh, and, uh, as we're going now, we're going pretty slowly, um, with body evolutions. <laughs> I mean, as much as I want to have wings and fly off, I can't, I can't do that, you know, and it could be another, uh, million million years uh until that ever happens but um no uh that, that i think that's why ai is such a kind of way to go as well because ai is rapidly increasing um and evolving um and i think that's that's great but um no talking about kind of regeneration and and things like that you, you we were talking 
um, not long ago yeah. about uh, the plant that they used. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, do you want to explain that? They, uh, I think they use stem cells just to keep to keep a plant with a lifespan of about mm. a year, generally. Uh, kept it to around 30 years old. Mm. Um, yeah. But, like, that's, I mean, it was, that's it was so, like, frail. They had to keep it in, like, this, this enclosed area that nobody was allowed in because, like, a gust of wind would knock a leaf off. Mm. And, like, it would just break apart. And I think that's what you were going on yeah. about, about not wanting to live, like, too long. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, until the age of 200. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's insane. Um, and yeah, stem cell is, I think it's re- really interesting. Um, and it's definitely a thing to look up uh, and kind of keep an eye on, especially kind of now and obviously in the future, because um, the possibility of so many illnesses yeah. could be cured because of uh, stem cells like um, liver uh, well not necessarily liver because it grows on its own um, but uh, having new lungs uh, mm. being grown fitted for you from you um, and, and other things and I think it's really it's a really really good thing to uh, to look at and things like that um, and and because of all of these things that are happening um, in in the, in the future, uh, they're, they're all possibilities, of course. Um, uh, these potential things, I should say, um, are happening. There's always the idea of, well, are we getting to a kind of idea of God? You know, a godly like figure. Are, are we? Are we? A, evolving into something that is superior and yeah. what our ancestors would call a form of god and what what, what do you think of um kind of the theory of of gods and, and the evolution um, so you know, what do you mean kind of thing like, like that yeah that was a long question i apologize um so uh what what, um, what, what well, are I'm your an kind of beliefs on god um yeah, I just I don't see the. Oh, uh, there you are. That short. I don't like accept <laughs> an existence of God. Yeah, I just don't see how mm. there could be an omnipotent being. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's 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 fair enough. I remember um starting because I take philosophy um the uh, sixth form uh that me and Sam go to um. And, um, no, I, ah, uh, the starting sixth form, um, I, I live in a very Christian house. My mum, uh, my mother is, uh, is uh, a Christian. Um, I have a little, uh, picture of Christ above my light. Um, and I like to make a joke saying that is the, um, uh, the, uh, the holy light, um, uh, or the Holy Spirit shining in when I, uh, flick it on or off, um, and you know, I've got other other religious things uh, in my room and, and uh, in my house uh, as well. And going into sixth form and going into philosophy, I definitely had the mindset of, you know, that there, there is a God. 
you know, and, and he is looking over us. Um, very naive, obviously. He was, uh, he's looking over us in, in a big cloud. He's got a big white beard, um, kind of like Santa Claus. And, um, and, and he is control of everything. Uh, and well, how many months are we in now? Um, uh, for the, in sixth form, how many months? Five-ish. Four, four maybe. You must, yeah, five-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Four and yeah, a half. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't believe in God at all now. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, God doesn't exist. Um, uh, almost. Yeah. Um, I definitely, my mind has changed completely. Um, and I, I, I believe that is some... I don't believe it's unfortunate. I, I believe that my brain has been opened and enlightened in, in some cases. Obviously, I still go to church and I uh, when I can, um, and I still do things um, that partake in charity and things because uh, they now have a different meaning, um, and they they mean to me uh, goodwill and and things good um, instead of. I'm doing yeah. this so God yeah, like, lets um, me go to heaven. We always found you it know? funny that in um, um, in St George's, I had the most yeah, um, which I had is, the most which Christian the ethos we awards of anybody in the year, and I was an atheist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is extremely ironic. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. It was quite amusing. Um, yeah, uh, and I I believe that you have to have an extremely strong will if you are determined to believe in God after joining philosophy and taking it as a level, because you, you come across so many possibilities of, Oh, or theories that, that God is real and, and God is great and powerful and almighty and, and, and loving and, and looking over you and being so magical. But then, you you kind of look into it and you pick bits out of what these philosophers have said and you go well hang on a minute well you can say this to this and and, and this can prove that god doesn't exist completely um and and things like that and now i i don't necessarily believe that he doesn't exist it i shouldn't say he even i mean that there are some uh christians uh and other religions that believe that god is a form of uh, female sorry and um, forms of Roman Catholics believe that um, uh, Mary is the kind of the, the woman figure of God. Um, and that, that there's lots of different beliefs uh, on God or uh, different beliefs on gods, plural. Um, but I think now I believe mm. that there is something up there in space whether that is a man on a cloud or there is a form of alien that has created us um which is not i think fair enough i suppose um do what you do uh and i think as a result of that i, I was interested uh to talk about uh the beliefs on um uh the, the creation story uh, I know it's a weird, kind of a weird topic to go on, but it f- really fits in uh, quite well with um, uh, what we were talking about with not necessarily the, the Neuralink, but the uh, stem cells and 
and how medical research and things like that. And I've forgotten, I've forgotten the name of it exactly, but um, I was, uh, I don't know. It's basically a recycling of species um, where a higher being has come down, yeah. created us and then buggered off. Um, and I believe that that that's what hap- that's what we are doing. Um, I mean, if if you look at uh, if you look at us um, as a human, if you boil it boil it down to the very simplest of terms, you will see that we have a battery called our heart. No, a processor. Uh, a we have a brain called a processor, or, or uh, a processor called our brain. Yeah, um, we're just the um, computer and the electric like pulses a biological computer that make everything work. Yeah, we. Exactly. Um, and I find it completely amusing to realize, well, what are we doing now? We are building computers. We're building robots that have the same mechanics as us, but just in a slightly different form. Um, and looking and reading back at the creation story where it talks about very specific detail mind you uh about how adam and eve were made and it goes uh to talk about um god using forms of anesthesia um or or putting them to sleep um and then doing forms of incisions very medical uh incisions um and uh, and taking parts of one human uh, a uh, or EI, a growing another uh, the person rib, um, and f- yeah, exactly, physically growing yeah. another person, which is pretty much stem cells, um, and, and growing from that. And I was interested because obviously, when the Bible was written, um, bless them, they uh, they 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 didn't have the best medical profession. Um, their their anesthesia was make them yeah. pass out. Or put a rag in their mouth, you know. Um, and uh, oh, you've got a blister on your foot. Don't worry about it. We'll cut the whole thing off. Um, and that and that was the whole idea. But no, I just uh, I think it's really interesting that the possibility that we are um, doing the same thing that the person before us was doing. Um, and I find it, I find it quite amusing if this was the possibility. I mean, if this is the whole reason why we are here to make another life form, um, I find it amusing because we, we've been saying that through hundreds of generations, you know, what, what is the purpose of life? The, pur- uh, the purpose of our life is to create another. Although people were saying that creating another life is, is um, having a child. And yeah, I suppose that is true, but you're not looking at it in a bigger perspective. You know, why are we really here? We are here to do what the people did before us, which was create something, but not just a child, a whole species. You know, and I I think it's crazy, but I I don't know. What what are your beliefs? Because there's there's lots of different theories of the universe and things like that, especially kind of like the um, infinite realities and... um, the one yeah i think elon musk kind of uh believes yeah, it as the well simulation as, uh, theory. We're, we're in a computer pretty much the simulation yeah but well, uh, i don't know what, what do you what do you think what do you believe i mean i i do not believe much and i i think you know this about me i'm i'm very like 
I'm I don't believe it mm, until yeah. I can really observe it myself almost to a certain extent. And that's why like I, I just Yeah. All I believe in are things that are physical and like are there. And I've I've never really had like mm. a th- like I've never really thought of God as you know being a reality. Um, it's not to say I'm not open to it. I just yeah. never have had somebody explain it to me in a certain way that I would consider it. Um, yeah, things like that. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's that's understandable. I mean, knowing you, you're very uh, logical. Uh, And yeah, everything is uh, either either a mathematical equation or something that just happens because (laughs) it's simple. And why didn't anybody else think of that? Um, And that's how it will be and how it will always be probably for you, knowing you. Uh, and I mean, fair enough. It's definitely a simple and very easy uh, life of not, not not in a belittling way, but you know, it's it's easy to maintain, and, and, and as a result of that, it's very clever exactly. because you don't have to worry about the complications of a lot of things, you know. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, That's you're welcome. Anyway, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. This has been a very nice conversation. Quite a lot. Well, <laughs> conversation-ish. We've uh, discussed a good couple of... Yeah, we have. We've discussed quite a lot um, and uh, uh, babbled on a bit, me, uh, yeah. and uh, hopefully I've let you talk enough. Um, and yeah, no, thank you very much for listening. If you've gotten to this part, um, I am very surprised. Um, yeah, no, thank you um, for for listening. I'll say again, this has been MPP Mr. Perfect Podcast, and have a great morning, great afternoon.